You are listening to the Balancing Act podcast with Danny Euro. I'm a licensed mental health counselor based out of Miami, Florida. I use the ideas and principles of acceptance and commitment therapy to help individuals who find themselves struggling in various areas of their lives. Episode 9, Conjunction Junction, What's Your Function? Hey there, this is the Balancing Act podcast and I am Danny. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time finding us, uh, welcome. If you have been listening, uh, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoy your time with us. Hope you share this podcast with others. Please, please share the love. I want to thank everyone that continues to reach out to us with feedback and questions through our email address, thebalancingactpodcast.gmail.com. Also, we have had listeners sending us messages and photos through our Instagram page, which is the period balancing period act Miami period. Uh, that's been really cool. We've gotten some really good feedback through there. So that's been great. And it's just greatly appreciated. Some of the feedback we had was older episodes weren't available to, to listen to. So, uh, luckily thanks to the listeners that reached out, we were able to, to rectify that. Uh, and especially thanks to the master producer here, Julio, he was able to, to work that out. So we able to fix that. So, uh, please keep sharing uh, the episodes. They are all available now. And uh, just I'm thankful that uh, it was actually the listeners that brought that to our attention that those old ep- episodes just uh, disappeared into the nether sphere of uh, the Internet somewhere. So we're, we're, we luckily were able to rescue those and they're back where they belong, back home with the Balancing Act. Um, we will have episodes in the near future that will be movie reviews of classic films. And they're just not just not your regular movie reviews, but movie reviews that will explore acceptance and commitment therapy concept um, concepts in particular films that we all know and love. Well, I hope we all know them because if some of these movies you don't know, you might have some homework. I might have to like uh, kind of warn you to watch the film. But if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, you might have to check uh, your life goals. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sure you have noticed the amount of pop culture I tend to reference. But it's just the way my mind works. So. Why not let my mind navigate through pop culture as we continue to explore these concepts and acceptance and commitment therapy? I hope to have a co-host here uh, and there to help with the reviews. Uh, and th- those episodes will be called Act in Films. Uh, looks like there will be a classic Star Wars episode that we will review using the Act model. Uh, so I'm not sure. Should I be using spoiler warnings for a movie that's 40 years old? I'm not sure. So I, I might have to check the, what's, the, what's the code on that. Also, uh, some feedback we had from from some listeners, a couple actually sent this, which was cool. Uh, We will also do a review for a film called Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Uh, And that would probably be after the Star Wars review one, because that one is the first one that's up on our agenda. Uh, but please continue sending in the special requests for the films you would uh, that you would like want to have reviewed on the show. Uh, We'd love uh, to see. what, how we can apply these ideas to, to the, the films we all know and love so much. Other than Act and Films episodes, there will also be episodes coming up pretty soon where I have conversations with individuals in different professions where we'll explore the concepts of psychological flexibility in their career paths. And hopefully uh, in doing that, it'll gain, uh, create a, a, a forum where you might be able to, to, to glean some insight into your own career path as how acceptance and commitment therapy can be so helpful. Now a quick recap. So now we have finally arrived to episode nine. 
So the first seven episodes were a nice, uh, you know, kind of a it's a small world type boat ride through the different processes of the acceptance and commitment therapy model. And I don't know, maybe for some of you, it was more like a Willy Wonka boat ride. Who knows? But the last episode that we did, which was episode eight, was focused on self-esteem and how using our value-driven actions could um, inadvertently or on the side as a secondary gain pump up our mojo, our self-esteem. Today's episode, we will talk about the importance of using the whole model of acceptance and commitment therapy um, and not just using one process only. Uh, just because you have one leg that's flexible, but the rest of your body is super tense, does not make you a flexible person. The goal is to have an overall flexibility to avoid injury. Um, so using the whole model is what's going to help you avoid injury and to be more psychologically flexible, such as that case in acceptance and commitment therapy, which is what today's episode will be about. Questions. What is getting in the way of your sustained value-driven efforts? Are you behaviorally relapsing into inflexible patterns of behavior? Are certain thoughts sabotaging your value-driven behaviors? Are those thoughts persistent? They keep returning after you have used a diffusion technique? What happens then? Are you able to diffuse from problematic thoughts while you are bored, but after a few moments they pop right back in again? Are you struggling with putting some of these act concepts to work in a consistent way? Schoolhouse Rock I was running a workshop recently in a a group setting, and in recent weeks we had been working on some of the basic uh, keystones of the acceptance and commitment therapy model, namely uh, diffusion, uh, cognitive diffusion and acceptance, which I believe go back to episodes two and three of the podcast. And one of the group men- members mentioned that diffusion, it, it did work for her, but it only seems to work temporarily, um, almost like a lion tamer in a circus trying to keep a lion at bay with a stool and a whip, you know? Uh, which uh, makes me wonder, like, do lions really think stools are that dangerous? That's kind of a weird thing. Like, it's just a stool. But anyway, I, anyways, I, I digress. Um, so the, the problem she had presented to the to the workshop was that that a problematic thought would come up and she would diffuse from it, but then she couldn't keep it at bay and it would eventually overcome her anyway. Um, a, a problem thought comes in and the group member stated that uh, that she was, uh, you know, she kind of just had like an endurance breakdown in her diffusion from that thought. And eventually it just took her over. And uh, it was interesting because, you know, it was frustrating to her and other group members in that workshop. They also shared in the same sentiment. So I did um, what any helping soul would do. I I pulled wisdom from my childhood and from television. Surprise, surprise for those that have been listening. And the wisdom I pulled was from uh, schoolhouse rock and, um, I'm kind of I'm really dating myself. Uh, for those that don't know, for those of you that don't know, um, I'm really dating myself uh, quite a bit. But back in the, I guess it was the late 70s, I think. Um, I mean, don't quote me on that. It might have been the early 80s, I th- something like that. There was a series of like musical cartoons that would come on on television. They're like two or three minutes long. I'm sure if you YouTube them, you'll find them. And 
if I wouldn't, you know, at the risk of being sued, we'd play him on here. But I think uh, Julio, who's the wiser one of the two of us, uh, would probably uh, uh, advise me not to play it on the podcast. But anyway, there were these like little musical cartoons that were focused on teaching kids certain schoolhouse type things. You know, like the really famous one is uh, Three is the Magic Number. Uh, there was one that would teach you about adverbs. There was another schoolhouse rock jingle about the multiplication tables. Uh, you know, there was one that would just teach you how to count up to 10. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And that's actually 12, not 10, but you, you get the idea. Um, but the episode of school of, of the schoolhouse rock that I'm, I'm thinking about and the one that I used in the, in the workshop to help this uh, group member was the one uh, called uh, Conjunction Junction, which is a little bit of a mouthful, uh, which, you know, it went something like, uh, and I'm really, I can't remember the melody, but it was something like Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Something like that. And for those that don't know, and this is like the Webster's Dictionary of what a conjunction is, is a conjunction is a word used to connect clauses or sentences or to coordinate words in the same clause. So like the words, but, if, and most importantly for this episode and what I'm trying to explain, the word and, which is a super important conjunction, uh, which is what I was trying to deliver uh, to this group member in the workshop that was struggling with how her diffusion was just like running on empty. So why is the conjunction word and uh, so important? Because it is the conjunction that links two important goals in ACT. Right. It, uh, it it links if if we were to say the whole model, like the whole, I guess, therapy, the acronym, if we were to break it down, ACT stands for acceptance and commitment therapy. And that's, that's the that's the key component. That's the conjunction that makes this whole thing work. Going back to the group workshop this week, the dilemma the group member brought up about her inability to continuously diffuse from the problematic thinking and her running out of, of steam and then the thought just um, catching up to her was because she forgot the function of her conjunction, right? It's, it's, this is getting a little bit too rhymy, right? Um, it's acceptance and commitment therapy. So the diffusion strategy she used, that was, you know, she did it. So she needed to diffuse, which she did. So that was an acceptance strategy of you know, accepting the thought that came up, observing the thought, diffusing from it. And then she needed to commit to an action preferably a, a value-driven action, which she didn't do. So she didn't and do something. She only accepted, she didn't accept and commit to something, which is why she eventually resulted in getting broken down and frustrated and the thoughts taking over. Uh, we forget all too often that to follow up our diffusion, with ex uh, our, our diffusion and our acceptance strategies with a committed action. Uh, if not, it's inevitable that for those problematic thoughts to just creep right back in and do what they can on what they set out to do in the first place. Using the whole model. So I'm going to discuss uh, the importance of using the whole act model. Right. And I think the best way to do it is to, to try to visualize it. Uh, which might be a little tricky, maybe not too tricky, because uh, to help visualize, because uh, we're in a purely auditory medium. Uh, but imagine the face of a clock, right? And at 12 o'clock sits the process of contact with the present, present moment, right? Um, at 10 o'clock on that clock sits the process of diffusion, right? Then at 8 o'clock on that 
on that clock sits the process of acceptance. At six o'clock sits the process of the self as context, right? Which is the I, the I am blank episode was devoted to that one. These four uh, time spots on the clock, they represent actually like the Eastern philosophy processes, right? If you look at them, they're a very mindfulness uh, Buddhism based. You have the, you know, contact with the present moment, which is being mindful. Um, you have diffusion, which is going into the observing self and like meditation. Uh, acceptance, which is literally just using acceptance strategies and not uh, choosing to, to suffer or struggle with emotions or avoid emotions. And then the self is on context um, point, which is the I am part, right? So those four are the Eastern philosophy. But then when we go to the other side of the clock, then there's the two o'clock spot, which uh, there we have the, the process of values. And then the four o'clock spot, there we have the process of committed action. Now, these two um, are within the realm of behaviorism, uh, the whole idea of reinforcement and action, right? So the values, I, values you would think are, are things that would be reinforcing and things that we would want to strive for because we find them intrinsically rewarding. And then committed action is actually like a behavioral outline of things to do, our to-do lists in line with our reinforcements, uh, reinforcement schedules. So, um, so if you look at the whole clock, you can kind of divide the clock sort of in half. It's more like, you know, 60-40, uh, I guess, where uh, it's the one part of it is Eastern philosophy, very uh, acceptance strategy, mindfulness based. And then there's a behavioral component. And what links the clock together is the conjunction, you know, the important, um, you know, the important conjunction in acceptance and commitment therapy, the and links the left side of the imaginary clock to the right side of the clock to implement acceptance strategies without the commitment strategies will probably most likely lead to the challenge of uh, discussed in the workshop where the, the group member said that she kind of just got worn out, that she just had to keep her the thoughts at bay. It was hard for her to continuously diffuse uh, because what are you doing after you diffuse uh, from the, from the thinking you kind of, you kind of cognitively diffuse from the thought and then not do anything to, to commit towards actions that are value driven. Eventually that thought's going to creep right back up again. Right. And that is the, the importance. That is the function of the conjunction of the word and in the acceptance and mm commitment therapy model for now the challenge as i continue to challenge you each and every episode to be an active participant in your own life so what i will challenge you to do is uh to to put commitment plans in place to follow your acceptance strategies um and maybe it's for your dieting uh maybe it's for your exercise regimens maybe it's uh dealing with your work environment, maybe it's dealing with your personal projects, uh, maybe you're managing a, a problem behavior, or you are trying to manage a, a, a substance that you maybe have been using too much recently. Um, whatever, whatever it is that you need to apply an acceptance strategy to, if it might be, uh, you know, accepting the the idea of uh, being lazy, the feeling of laziness or the avoidance of having to commit effort or the acceptance diffusion strategies to thoughts of cravings or urges. Uh, the challenge is for you to commit 
and to identify an actual plan of action to follow up what you use as an acceptance strategy. Uh, devise a commitment plan. Follow it. Have it echo your acceptance strategies. Use the conjunction. Uh, link that left side of the clock to the right side of the clock um, so that you can use the whole clock because the time has come for change. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you subscribe. I hope you enjoy. I hope you share. Uh, remember to email us with your questions and or feedback and to send us pictures of you listening to the podcast on your purpose-driven drives through life. Uh, just be safe. Please be safe if you're going to take pictures while you drive. And send us in film requests. Please send us the film requests. We're really enjoying those. Uh, let, let us know what classic films you would like us to discuss on the podcast. Uh, email us at thebalancingactpodcast at gmail.com. I also want to send out a thank you, as I always do at this point, to Julio Araujo, who recently aged another year. I won't say the number that is, but his birthday was very recent. So happy birthday to Julio, uh, who really, he's the one that makes this podcast possible with his magical producer abilities. If not, this would just be 20 minutes of me saying um and an uh. And yeah, he truly is uh, the, the conjunction that makes this thing function, I would say. Uh, this is The Balancing Act. I am Danny. I am thankful. Take care.